Hey there, this is Nathan Agin. Welcome to the Working Actor's Journey. And we have another workshop presentation today. Hope you're doing well out there. Uh, and as I explained in the last episode, we have so many of these presentations uh, that I want to get out on the podcast and YouTube. So this is another one. Uh, this is from October 2020. We have a scene, actually a couple scenes, from King Lear, which uh, I'm really excited about. It was the first time we worked on this play. Uh, and uh, we yeah, we decided, uh, you know, between the director, Jeffrey Wade, and I, we decided to add another scene in there. Uh, and so you're going to have uh, a couple different scenes. And uh, Tony Amendola, who played Lear, uh, at the Utah Shakespeare Festival uh, is uh, working on the character once again. So it was really cool to see, you know, Tony working on this and just continuing to explore stuff. And uh, and actually, we had a couple other presentations uh, between the last episode, which was June 2020, and this one. Uh, but those are actually already on the podcast and out on YouTube. Uh, there's another scene from Richard III. We did Richard III in the last episode. We have another scene. This is uh, Clarence's uh, dream and murder really famous scene you know a beautiful monologue and then you know great uh, three-person scene and then there's a Troilus and Cressida scene uh, already out there on the podcast and YouTube so you can go check those out go find those out uh, again these workshops not only for the professionals but for younger and newer actors gives you time to really dive into these characters and and look at one role over the course of four weeks and and it's very concentrated very deep work uh and and both you know the younger and and the veteran actors uh, have really enjoyed it but the directors have enjoyed it the the dramaturgs uh Gideon Rapport you'll hear today uh, have loved it and we've had other dramaturgs and voice people just everybody's really enjoying being part of this uh really deep dive into this material in a way that you know even in a regular acting class where you're doing scenes well there's you know 10 other groups doing scenes or 12 other groups doing scenes and so, you know, the amount of time that you might get in a single acting class uh, over six weeks, uh, it, it's just, you know, it's good. But, you know, maybe it's a half an hour every week or every other week. Well, this is two hours just on one scene uh, every week. So that's been great. So we've been this was once we really kind of solidified the process uh, into this four week model. That's what we were using here. Uh, and so uh, this what you're going to listen to today is the culmination uh, of those four weeks. So the spots for actors to sign up and work directly with Libby are sold out, which uh, we're thrilled about, we're excited about. Uh, but for all of the rest of you who want to be part of this, there is still plenty of room to sit in as part of the audience, you know, be kind of a fly on the wall and uh, observe the rehearsal process week after week. Uh, or if you can't make it live, there'll be replays of each week. So you can really, you know, yourself, whether you're, in a, you know, uh, just a fan of Chekhov, a fan of acting, of theater, or if you are an acting uh, student or uh, you know, this is your career as well. Uh, you can learn alongside with uh, all the other actors and all the other participants. We got some great people lined up for this. So, uh, yeah, you can, you know, get your ticket, uh, go on to workingactorsjourney.com, uh, and find out more about Chekhov and, and you can sign up for uh, a virtual audience seat. Now, again, for today's presentation, I'll give you a quick overview. We got uh, two scenes from King Lear. Like I said, uh, Tony Amendola is playing Lear. Uh, Elizabeth Dennehy is playing Goneril. 
and Maggie Velter is playing Regan. Uh, and those are kind of the three key players. You you will hear the director, Jeffrey Wade. Uh, he reads, uh, you know, uh, one of the husband roles. And then I actually, uh, just because of uh, uh, schedules and things like that, I stepped in to read one of the other husbands uh, in there. So, you know, we got a couple small lines and small parts. But really, it's it's Tony, Elizabeth, and Maggie. And uh, just wonderful, wonderful work from all of them. Uh, and I'm so excited we can uh, share this with all of you. Uh, like I said, Gideon Rappaport, uh, you'll hear him as the dramaturg. Uh, and that is it. I, I really hope that, uh, you know, you enjoy this presentation. Go back to the podcast and check out, uh, you know, some of the other presentations. And then, you know, for many of the actors you're going to hear, there are full interviews. I mean, just for today, you know, Tony, there's a full interview. Jeffrey, there's a full interview. Uh, Gideon, we did a Q&A episode with him. So there's a lot of ways to continue to uh, learn from these people, learn about their paths, what worked for them, and to see if there might be something in their journey that could really work for you or, you know, something that, you know, you hear part of their story and resonates with you or, you know, you suddenly don't feel so alone or crazy on this path. Uh, that's what all this is for. And, and to, again, to connect you with people further down the road so you can, you know, get a better sense of, okay, where am I headed? Where am I going? And, uh, what might this all look like? So that's enough for me for right now. You'll, uh, hear from me in just a second with the introduction. Uh, and then we'll get right into the work. You'll, you'll hear the scenes. And then there is a great amount of discussion and, and they go back and do some of the scenes uh, again, parts of them again, uh, and just more discussion. It's just wonderful and fascinating to listen to. So that's it. Hope you're doing well. And uh, here we go with the workshop presentation from October 2020 of King Lear. In case you're unfamiliar with what we've been doing here, so over the past month, uh, this group has been working uh, actually on two scenes uh, from King Lear, and uh, as they can all attest and, and speak more too, uh, it's really a luxury to be able to spend this much time on a scene just looking at the text. You know, in, in regional theater, Broadway, professional work, very often, you know, your your cast, you start rehearsals and pretty immediately you're up on your feet blocking it because you don't have a lot of time before you start previews and costumes and tech and opening all that stuff. Uh, and so it's uh, it's been really fun uh, for me as a, as a, an attendee. And, and actually, I'm, uh, I have a small part to play in, play in one of the scenes. But uh, for all the actors and everybody involved, uh, you know, just to have this time. And um, oh, it's geez. it's been a lot of fun. Um I'm going to actually put uh, uh, one of our actors on mute, as I think, as he continues to warm up. But, uh, but yeah, so it's been a great experience, and uh, I, I hope uh, you'll stay connected to what we're doing. We definitely would like to do this again in the future. So maybe you will be, you know, maybe one of the actors that uh, is part of uh, these workshops. Uh, we also have uh, attendee spots through the weeks that you can drop in and sit in uh, and observe these rehearsals, see what the actors are working on, uh, see what they are picking up from the text, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. Last night we did a, a great presentation from Troilus and Cressida and tonight King Lear. Uh, and there's uh, there's almost, it feels like an infinite number of scenes to work on. And of course you get a whole new group of actors. You can do, do the same scene in, in multiple ways. So that is pretty much uh, it for me, I think all the housekeeping details uh, have been shared. Uh, everybody is uh, uh, on mute and uh, uh, their videos are off. So that's good. I will mention if you haven't done this already, you want to um, uh, turn off 
non-video participants. I think that's your ideal. So that even in gallery view, uh, if you've done that, I should be the only screen you see. In gallery view, I should be full screen, basically. So that way, as actors come on stage, only those actors will appear. And when they go off stage, they will, they will, those videos will disappear. So you won't see all the other boxes for all the other people. Uh, so that's the only, only thing to, um, note in terms of, uh, uh, you know, enjoying this as much as you can. So I believe with that, uh, I am going to turn it over to our dramaturge, uh, Gideon Rappaport. Uh, he's been with us for all four weeks. Uh, and, uh, Gideon will kind of, uh, bring us into the world of, uh, King Lear and the scenes we will see. So, uh, Gideon, if you can, uh, join us on stage. All right. Oh. Take it away, Gideon. Thank you. So, um, I'm going to do, give you a few words of introduction to two scenes from King Lear that we're doing. Um, um as background, I just, just want you to remember that England went through about 85 years of, of civil wars, um, and King Lear and Shakespeare recorded those in his history plays. Um, King Lear starts with the king dividing England, and the audience is, knows that this is a horror and will only lead to trouble. Um, at the beginning of the play, he asks his daughters who loves him the most. Two of them flatter him and one of them refuses to and he banishes her and decides to divide England in two instead of three. So he gives it to the two older daughters. The younger daughter is sent away. And um, the scene that we are going to start with, which is act one, scene four, is Lear uh, now living with one of the two daughters. The agreement was he'd live with one for a month and then another, the other for a month. So, um, the, uh, we're starting in the middle of the scene when his eldest daughter, Goneril, comes in, um, and King Lear, uh, and she have this conversation. Um, I will come back after this scene to say a few words about setting up the next scene. So this will be King Lear, Act One, Scene Four. How now, daughter? What makes this front lit on? Methinks thou art too much of late in the frown. Not only, sir, this your all-licensed fool, but other of your insolent retinue do hourly carp and quarrel, breaking forth in rank and not to be endured riots. Sir, I had thought by making this well known unto you to have found a safer dress, but now grow fearful by what yourself too late have spoke and done, that you protect this course and put it on by your allowance, which, if you should, the fault would not scape censure, nor the redresses sleep, which in the tender of a wholesome wheel might in their working do you that offense, which else were shame, that the necessity will call discreet proceeding. Are you our daughter? Come, sir, I would you would make use of that good wisdom, which whereof I know you are fraught, and put away these dispositions that of late transform you from what you rightly are. Does any here know me? This is not Lear. Does Lear walk thus, speak thus? Where are his eyes? <laughs> Either his notion weakens, or his discernings are lethargy. Mm. 
Waking? Tis not so. Who is it can tell me who I am? I would learn that. For by the marks of sovereignty and knowledge and reason, I should be false persuaded I had daughters. Your name, fair gentlewoman. This admiration, sir, is much of the savor of other your new pranks. I do beseech you to understand my purposes aright. As you are old and reverend, should be wise. Here do you keep a hundred knights and squires, men so disordered, so debauched and bold, that this, our court, infected with their manners, shows like a riotous inn. Epicurism and lust make it more like a tavern or a brothel than a graced palace. The shame itself doth speak for instant remedy. Be then desired by her that else will take the thing she begs, a little to disquantity your train, and the remainder that shall still depend to be such men as may besort your age, which know themselves and you. And devils, saddle my horses, call my train together, degenerate bastard. I'll not trouble thee yet. Have I left a daughter? You strike my people, and your disordered rabble make servants of their betters. Whoa, that's too late repent. Oh, oh, sir, are you come? Is it your will? Speak, sir. Ingratitude, thou marble-hearted fiend. More hideous when thou showest in thee, in a child, than in the sea monster. Pray, sir, be patient. Detested kike, thou liest, my train. Are men of choice and rarest parts that all particulars of duty know and in the most exact regard support the worships of their name. Oh, most small fault, how ugly didst thou in Cordelia's show. Oh, Lear, 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 Lear. Knock at the gate that let thy folly in and thy good judgment out. Go, my people, go. My lord, I am guiltless as I am ignorant of what hath moved you. It may be so, sir. Dear nature. Dear, dear goddess here. If ever thou didst think to make this creature fruitful, suspend thy purpose. Into her womb convey sterility. Dry up in her the organs of increase, and from her derogate womb never spring a babe to honor her. If she must teem, create her child of spleen, that it may live and be athwart this nature torment to her. Let it stamp wrinkles in her brow of youth. With cadent tears fret channels in her cheeks. Turn all her mother's pains and benefits to laughter and contempt that she may feel. That she may feel. How sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. Away! Away! Now, gods that we adore, whereof comes this? 
never afflict yourself to know more of it, but let his disposition have that scope that dotage gives it. So in the second scene, Lear has departed from um, his daughter Goneril's home and gone to Regan's home. And she, to avoid him, has left and gone to Gloucester's home. Um, the servants have followed her, and the servant of the king and the servant of Regan, of uh, Goneril, excuse me, have had a word battle. And because he uh, overreacted, according to Cornwall and Regan, he was put in the stocks. As the king's messenger, his name is Kent, as the king's messenger, this is an insult. It's a very low kind of punishment for the king's messenger. Uh, so Lear is going to begin, and he's going to ask, why is his servant being put in the stocks? Um, it's a it's a terrible insult to his majesty. So the scene begins... Uh, it, we're beginning in the middle of the scene when the when Regan comes in um, and meets her father, King Lear. Good morrow to you both. Hail to your grace. I am glad to see your highness. Regan, I think you are. I know what reason I have to think so. If thou shouldst not be glad... I would divorce me from thy mother's tomb, sepulchering an adulteress. Oh, are you free? Well, some other time for that. Beloved Regan, thy sister's not. Oh, Regan, she hath tied sharp tooth, unkindness like a vulture. Here, I can scarce speak to thee. They'll not believe without depraved the quality of Regan. I pray you, sir, take patience. I have hope you less know how to value her desert than she to scant her duty. Say, uh, how is that? I cannot think my sister in the least would fail her obligation. Ooh. If, sir, perchance ye have restrained the riots of your followers, tis on such ground and to such wholesome end as clears her from all blame. My curses on her. Oh, sir, you are old. Nature in you stands on the very verge of his confine. You should be ruled and led by some discretion that discerns your state better than you yourself. Therefore, I pray you that to our sister you do make return. Say you have wronged her. Ask her forgiveness. <laughs> Do you but mark how this becomes the house? Oh, dear daughter, I confess I, I am old. Age is unnecessary. On my knees I beg that you'll vouchsafe me raiment, bed, and food. Good, sir, no more. These are unsightly tricks. Return you to my sister. Never, Regan. She hath abated me of half my train, looked black upon me, struck me with a tongue most serpent-like upon the very heart. All the stored vengeances of heaven fall on her ingrateful top. Strike her young bones, you taking airs with lameness. Fie, sir, fie! You nimble lightnings dart your blinding flames into her scornful eyes. Infect her beauty, you fen, shut fogs drawn by the powerful 
tongue to fall and blister. Oh, the blessed gods. So will you wish on me when the rash mood is on? No. Regan. Thou shalt never have my curse. Thy tender, hefted nature shall not give thee all to harshness. Her eyes are fierce, but thine do comfort and not burn. Tis not in thee to grudge my pleasures, to cut off my train, to bandy hasty words, to scant my sizes, and in conclusion to oppose the bolt against thy coming in. Thou better knowest the offices of nature, bond of childhood, effects of courtesy, dues of gratitude. Thy half of the kingdom hast thou not forgot wherein I thee endowed. Good, sir, to the purpose. Who put my man in the stocks? What trumpet's that? Who stuck my servant? Regan, I have good hope thou didst not know I'm it. Who, who comes here? Oh, heavens. If you do love old men... If you yourselves are old, make it your cause, send down, take my part. Art thou not ashamed to look upon this beard? Oh, Regan, will you take her by the hand? Why not by the hand, sir? How have I offended? All's not offense that indiscretion finds and doted terms so. Oh, side, you are too tough. Will you yet hold? How came my man in the stocks? I set him there, sir, but his own disorders deserved much less advancement. You? Did you? I pray you, father, being weak, seems so. If till the expiration of your month you will return and sojourn with my sister, dismissing half your train, come then to me. I am now from home and out of that provision which shall be needful for your entertainment. Return to her, and fifty men dismissed. No, rather I abjure all roofs, and choose to wage against the enmity of the air, to be a comrade with the wolf and howl, necessity's sharp pinch. Had your choice, sir. I prithee, daughter, do not make me mad. I will not trouble thee, my child. Farewell. We'll no more meet, no more see one another. But yet thou art my flesh, my blood, my daughter, or rather a disease that's in my flesh, which I must needs call mine. Thou art a boil. A plague sore, an embossed carbuncle in my corrupted blood. But I'll not chide thee. Mend when thou canst. Be better at thy leisure. I can be patient. I can stay with Regan, I and my hundred knights. Not altogether so. I looked not for you yet, nor am provided for your fit welcome. Give ear, sir, to my sister, for those who wrinkle, mingle reason with your passion must need contently to think you old and so. But she knows what she does. This well spoken. 
I dare avouch it, sir. What? Fifty followers. Is it not well? What should you need of more? Yea, or so many sit that both charge and danger speak against so great a number. How in one house should many people under two commands hold amity? Tis hard, almost impossible. I might not you, my lord, receive attendance from those that she calls servants or from mine. Why, why not, my lord? If then they chance to slack you, we could control them. If you will come to me, for now I spy a danger, I entreat you to bring but five and twenty. To no more will I give place or notice. I gave you all. And in good time you gave it. I made you my guardians, my depositories, but kept a reservation to be followed with such a number. Well, must I come to you with five in twenty, Regan? Say you so. And speak again, my lord, no more with me. Oh, those wicked creatures yet to look well favored when others are more wicked. Not being the worst stands in some rank of praise. I'll go with thee. By fifty, yet doth double five and twenty, and thou art twice her love. Hear me, my lord. What need you five and twenty, ten or five, to follow in a house where twice so many have a command to tend you? What need one? Oh, reason not the need. Our basest beggars are in the poorest things, superfluous. Allow not nature, more than nature needs man's life, were cheapest beasts. Thou art a lady, if only to go warm were gorgeous, why nature needs not without gorgeous wearest, which scarce keeps thee warm. But for true need, you heavens, give me that. Patience, patience I need. You see me here, you gods, a poor old man, as full of grief as age, wretched in both. If it be you that stirs these daughters' hearts against their father, fool me not so much to bear it tamely, but touch me with noble anger, and let not woman's weapons water drops stain my mess. No, you unnatural hags! I will have such revenges on you both that all the world shall. I will do such things! What they are yet, I know not. But they shall be the terrors of the earth. You'll think I'll weep. No, I'll not weep. My heart has full cause of weeping. But his heart shall break into a hundred thousand flaws. Oh, ere I'll weep. Oh, oh fool. I shall go mad. 
Let us withdraw. It will be a storm. This house is little. The old man Anne's people cannot be well bestowed. Don't blame hath put himself for rest, and must needs taste his folly. For his particular I'll receive him gladly, but not one follower. So am I perfect. Where is my lord of Gloucester? Follow the old man forth. All right. As Lear comes uh, creeping back in. Lear comes creepy, back in. Creepy, creepy. Creeping back in. Um, mm. um, I, uh, uh, thank you all. Uh, Jeffrey, sorry, let me like, jump in really quickly, yeah. but I, uh, I just wanted to, uh, for those who didn't know, and obviously you can read the titles, but I just wanted to introduce our, our merry band of characters here. Uh, we have, uh, uh Jeffrey Wade, uh, was directing and, and also played Albany. Uh, Goneril is played by Elizabeth Dennehy. Uh, Lear is Tony Amendola and Regan is Maggie Velter and, uh, as our, our, uh, wonderful dramaturge Gideon Rappaport. So, uh, that's our, our cast of characters. And, uh, uh so sorry, uh, uh, Jeffrey, take it away. Um, well, I was going to suggest that since we have so much time, we could, uh, we could review a couple things also because, uh, between the, the, the technical hiccups and one thing and another. Uh, I, I think, uh, I, I think there's some stuff we can go over and the people sure. watching can see what, uh, directing this is like. Um, first of all, it, this is all details because you guys have done just terrific work. Uh, uh, whoever's listening, we've been spending a lot of time on, um, Oh, I would say p- pulling apart the uh, intentions or emotions of what's going on so that, so that a character isn't, um, giving us sort of one note all the time or giving us a wash of intentions. And, uh, and these guys have gotten really terrific at finding, uh, those parenthetical phrases within these speeches. Lost you. Oh, now Jeffrey froze. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is technical night, isn't it? Yeah, really. We, we, we need, we, we forgot to do our 10 out of 12 this past weekend, I guess. Uh, <laughs> understand. Oh, there he is. Are you back, Jeffrey? No. It's quite a portrait though, isn't it? Look at that. He's a very handsome guy. He's very, you know, he's, uh, he's out of a Terrence Radigan play, isn't he? <laughs> and looking so pensive. He oh, really there, is. There, oh. Just like he really is. Back he was, for a are you back? He was, he was back for a second. You know, I bet it, I bet it's his new puppy. You know, for, yes. For, uh, for for those who may have been uh, uh, present last night, it's funny because Jeffrey mentioned this uh, before we we went live. He's like, "Well, I plugged into the Ethernet," and uh, the reason I mentioned that is because last night Marcelo was he he made a point of going, "I'm plugged into the Ethernet," and he was the one who kept frozen. Freezing. So, um, I don't, you know, uh, uh, the, the road, the road to hell is paved with good intentions, as they say. Paul. Mm. Wow. Um, Nathan, I, my mic was on, so I was baffled by that. I, you know, it, it went, it, it went, it, I, it just was muted for all of us. I, I, I don't know what happened. Um, but you know, I noticed something, Elizabeth. From the very beginning, you were quieter. Your mic was quieter than it's ever been. Okay. Is it me? Is it just me? No, no, it, it was a little quieter. I heard that too. Yeah. <coughs> all right. Am I back at all? No. Oh, we can hear you. 
We can hear you. All right. Well, that's the important thing. Nobody wants to look at this anyway. This, uh, um, man, this is so annoying. I, you I, turn your camera off sometimes. Oh, there you are. You're moving. Am I moving my back? You are, but you could you could just turn your video off and we can just hear you. I don't know if that's even right. bad, or bandwidth. Save some bandwidth here. Yes. Uh, well, I, I was showering you all with compliments. I was talking about how well you had uh, um, uh, picked apart the speeches and found you know different variations in both your intentions and, um, uh, and you, you, your the emotional state and so on. By the way, let me know if if I freeze up again. Have I frozen? Oh, no. you're good. We can't see you, but we hear you fine. Uh, I must say it was weird before because I could hear everything you were saying. So I was hearing it's it's like being at a party where people are talking about you. It's very odd. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to uh, perhaps take a look at this uh, second scene again. Um, uh, a lot of this. Well, no, no, I take it back. I want to do one little bit of the first scene, and then I want to do some larger bits of the second scene. And uh, what I want to do, uh, Tony, now that you're thoroughly warmed up, and uh, it was just magnificent stuff that you were doing. Thank you. There, but at I, I think in the beginning, at the in this first scene, around the line, does anyone know me? This is not Lear. Does Lear walk and so on? Tis not so. Who is it can tell me who I am? And all the way down through, um, uh, I should be false persuaded that I had daughters. Yeah. Your name, fair gentleman. Then Goneril responds with this admiration, sir, is much of the savor of other your new pranks. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which gives me a sort of textual clue that it's okay for you to actually go quite far with the sarcasm and facetiousness there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And so let's just try that a little bit and, and see how far you dare to go. It, also, I had this vision, that, that horror vision, and I don't want to put something too bad in your head, but those pictures of Trump trying, trying to dance. Did you, did you see him doing those funny dances? It's like when your granddad tries to dance. Somehow, somehow yeah, this yeah. old guy being so facetious. And sarcastic. It's his daughter's kind of standing there, going, "What the hell are you doing? This is what I'm talking about. This is the problem." So right. let's really give her something to work with. So let's just do that bit. Um, I'm going to have Goneril give you. No, let's start with, "Are you our daughter?" And okay, do you both see where we are? So. Um, Let's see how far you can go. Are you our daughter? Come, sir. I would you would make use of that good you are fraught and put away these dispositions that of late transform you from what you rightly are. Does anyone here know this is not Lear? Does Lear walk thus? Speak thus? Where are his eyes? Either his notions or his discernings or lethargy. Waking? Tis not so. (laughs) Who is it can tell me who I am? I would know that. For by 
the marks of sovereignty, knowledge, and reason, I should be false persuaded I had daughters. Ain't fair, gentlewoman. This admiration, sir, is much of the savor of other your new pranks. I do beseech you <laughs> to understand my purposes aright, as you are old and reverend, should be wise. Here. To you, a hundred knights and squires, men so disordered, so debauched and bold, that this our court, infected with their manners, shows like a riotous inn. Epicurism and lust make it more like a, a tavern or a brothel than a graced palace. The shame itself uh. doth, doth speak for instant remedy. Be then desired by her that else will take the thing she begs. A little to disquantity your train, and the remainder that shall still depend to be men as, as such men as may besort your age, which know themselves and you. Darkness and devils. Saddle my horses, call my train together. Degenerate bastard, I'll no longer trouble thee. Yet have I left a daughter. You strike my people. Excellent. I'm going to stop you guys there because that was terrific. And I, I absolutely believe you can go that far with it. And it really right. gives her something to work with because, uh, it, 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 it helped both of you pick up that, that real, um, Father it was it, it was interesting. I felt like I was really putting my head in the lion's mouth because it was like two seconds ago you were joking and yeah. joking around and clowning around. And then all of a sudden it was like, whoa. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. That's what we want. It, it's his, it, it's his unpredictability that is, um, troubling to his daughters. And, and I would submit, uh, Tony also to Lear. I, I th- he has these wonderful lines. Um, this is in the, in the next part. Um, where he says, don't make me mad. Uh, you know, don't make me mad, daughter. And right at the very end, he says, Oh, fool, I think I will be, I'm, I think I'm going mad. And there's, there's some other place where he has a line. Um, yeah. Let me not be mad. I mean, there are a number of times. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, he yeah. Has this, this, which is actually kind of terrifying to watch. He has this self-awareness of, uh, of losing his grip, you know, which is almost yeah. worse than just losing it. I, I think. No, 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 no. Um, so, um, so that was, that was really terrific. Um, and I, I'm glad you both enjoyed it. I could see that Tony, you were enjoying it. It was great. And then we could see the turn when she said, just get rid of some of your guys. And if you don't, I'm going to make you right. Yeah. Yeah. When she that said, she... said well, uh, the person who would ask you, but if you don't, I'm going to tell you, take it. Yeah. We're like, the fuck did you just say to me? Yeah. 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 It's terrific. And when we can find those turns like that in Shakespeare, it helps us all because you know, we're not drifting from one thing to another. So that was really nice. Was my mic better that time? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The mic is all on. We're all, we're firing on all eight cylinders now for some reason. Um, uh, I, I want to go to the second scene now. So, um, Regan, let's bring you on. Uh, again, uh, Maggie, really nice stuff. I think you can afford to be even 
and you've gotten this really well, so I'm just asking you to go even further than you already have, is to be even more reasonable and less pleading, right? Which okay. for some people, you know, I often say, you know, you need to raise your status or or lower your status. It's right. something that, you know, people say, what does that mean? But we do it every day. You know, when you're talking to one person, you anyway, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So uh, that um, that. Uh, let's see if I. Uh... Is there a specific one that seemed like was too much that? Um well, the, the place where I wrote it down was pretty far in when we got to um, not altogether so. I look not for you yet. Uh-huh. I look not for you yet, nor am provided. Um, Try to be more just reasonable about it. Like yes, rather than, rather than, and, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a note one can hear in, you know, a person's voice. The note isn't, oh, come on, please understand me. You know, can I, I just wasn't ready for you. It's like, listen, here's the problem. Here's the problem. And here's the solution, mm-hmm. right? So keep keep your status above his. It's it, it's it's funny because it's only a um it's a little mental adjustment. You don't have to. It doesn't mean you have to beat him down or anything. Okay. Um, just to, um, once again, Tony, at the beginning of this scene. Uh, I think, uh, first of all, we can, I know that we have a difficulty, one always does, uh, with, uh, with, um, Zoom in this, but I think the, the beginning, uh, for all three of you goes quite quickly. So it's, hi, hey, how you doing? It's good to see you. Even, even you, uh, Nathan, uh, uh, Cornwall, it can be a little bit of, what are you doing here? But it's, right, right. it's quick and, and you're good at, at covering. I just need it in the back of your head. And Lear, I think, you can, um, I got this image of, of somebody finishing a race or getting to the far side of a pool when you get to, you know, get, getting a hold of the, the edge of the pool when you get to Regan. It's like, oh God, you have no idea what, it's just, I'm so glad to see you. And even this stuff about, um, you know, if you want, uh, I think I know what reason I have to think so. So, Shouldst not be glad I would divorce me from my, from thy mother's tomb. Even that is, um, don't bring too much of your anger. Actually, try not to bring any of your, uh, anger or, or upset okay. with Goneril to the beginning of this. Yeah. I, you know what I was doing? And, and maybe I, I need to cover it more is, you know, I asked Gloucester and they refused to meet me at first. Oh, yes. So I've been I've been letting too much of that show, but let me yeah. let 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 me cook that underneath. Oh, yes, and, uh, absolutely. Yes, that's know. that's it. That's the thing. Um, again, okay. it was the the problem with um, taking these, yeah, yeah, out of um, order. But again, textually, you've got this. Um, oh, beloved Reagan, my sister, not Reagan. She she was so mean to me. You know, they'll not believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, Regan. Oh, I said Regan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Regan. Yeah. Um, so it's, you don't, you don't turn until, I mean, you literally say, what? Right. How is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, her little thing. So again, the further you can go with, oh, I'm so glad to see you. Oh, I'm just, yeah, she's an ally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's an ally until she isn't. She's uh, also, she's also the only one left. That's true. Yeah. She's the only one left. 
I really have to, I really have to eat, uh, Regan, and speaking as one myself, she's the classic middle child who doesn't really, oh, she yeah. doesn't really expose her position until she has to. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, absolutely. So Tony, the, the, the happier you are to see her until you aren't. The, the, okay. Um, and again, Regan, uh, in your line, oh, sir, you're old and you stands on the very verge of his confine. Um, uh, Stop flickering. You're, you're doing this very well. You're connecting that all that those last, you know, ruled and led by some discretion in your state better than yourself. You're connecting all that well. But keep it sweet and reasonable again is what I wrote. Oh, okay. Yeah, sweet so, and reasonable, not, not pleading. It's, oh, honey, honey. Oh, all right. Right? Mm-hmm. You should just, you're old. Just be, just take it easy. Act old, right? I'm sure there's some misunderstanding. Let's keep this as congenial uh, or con- collegial as possible as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, she's uh, a little bit um, possibly innocent of, in a certain way, of what she's saying. I mean, what the import of it might be. That, because he, in the last scene, uh, Goneril says he's old, and I saw Tony's face, you know, appropriately yeah. go, what? <laughs> and yeah. so here she is, and she doesn't know it's following that, and she's kind she's of... the same thing to him, yeah. Yeah, well, and she's, she's a little bit like... You, do you not understand how that's going to sound to him? She's just like, this is just reality, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's okay. what I'm trying for. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, it comes, I mean, that's, I mean, it's one of the key words in the play in a kind of way. And it's, you know, Ganu uses in the fool, of course, says it, you know, yeah. yes. you not have been old before thou wert wise, you know, yeah. and it, and every time it's like, you know, it's almost like he's under this illusion that if he gives up power, and has a free life, he'll get younger. <laughs> That's very good. You know, he's almost like thinking, well, yeah, you know, I could, I could go out and hunt more because, and, and it's shocking because he's still, certainly by our standards, very vital. Yes, you know, absolutely. He's, vital, I mean, he's like all of us old guys. Yeah. He, he yeah. thinks he's still, you know, 37 years old and. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway. But that's, that's good. If I give up the sort of quotidian cares, I'll, I'll have even more energy, you know. Yeah. And it's almost like, okay, you deal with it and I'll come and rescue you because you can't do it. Yeah. You, yeah. you know him. Yeah. So I'll be the, you know, um, <laughs> it, it's like the artistic directors. Actually, it's like artistic directors who leave theaters and, and this happens. It's very sad sometimes, not always, but sometimes they leave a theater and they're not asked to come back and direct. They personally chose who is going to be the new artistic director, but eventually they don't. I mean, I've had a couple of artistic directors say they won't even hire me at that theater. And I think, boy, that's that's interesting. Anyway, it is, uh, and all these things they're all right and they're all good things to draw on. I just I'm going to do a bit of this, and I'm going to. I'm going to encourage you. I think. uh, Sorry, I'm going to step into the producer chair for a second. I think Gideon wanted to say something. Oh, sorry, Gideon. I just wanted to add something about the girls. They started the play by flattering him with these huge, fulsome praises, and now they're nailing him with facts that um, trying to be, you know, realistic. They're not sounding the way they did in that first scene. So right. if you haven't done the first scene, 
but they can be carrying into these scenes something uh, something that's less um, the, the masks have gone off let's say yes very good yeah yeah and it's it's one more thing that you know perhaps makes lear think he's think he's going mad because yeah. he's trying to reconcile what they said right in scene yeah. one with what's happening now it's it's all backwards good and um, one more thing when lear in this scene um says um Look at how this would, how this would look. And he pretends to be apologizing. There again, he can be, um, up to his old tricks with an undertone of real bitterness, but still kind of enjoying his performance. Oh, yeah. If it's not real and it could never happen. That's, that's, Ex- that's exactly what I was about to say. That, that, that the same thing we got it, just before in this previous scene, this, this thing about, uh, you know, where he's acting out, dear daughter, I confess that I'm old and all that stuff. Right. S- see how far you dare to go with it, Tony. Yeah. Jeffrey, for you, I will do it. I hesitate. I, I felt like I went too far on no. that one. You know, no, uh, but no, because it, 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 you know, but I, I'd be glad to do it. See, see how far you can go. Okay. Um, I mean, if not here, where? You know, if not here, where? Um, not when? If not, yeah. Um, and once again, it just helps Regan go, uh, Dad. Don't do that anymore. These are unsightly tricks. Now I know right. trick has more than one meaning, but it's 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 like he's doing his get so. And it is, it's unsightly. I mean, it should be almost embarrassing to watch. Yeah, yeah. So, see if you can okay. embarrass yourself. I, I um, just want to add to that, that this medium will let you do that. In other words, you can go further and, and not overdo it in the medium, because the medium limits you so much anyway, that I yeah. think you can fill that space further. I'm... Um, I think we'll actually do this section and, and then we'll get into what comes next. Um, uh, Tony, in this next speech, uh-huh. never vegan, she hath abated me of half my train, look black, yeah. plumb, struck me with the tongue, will serve me at the very heart. Uh, I, I think there's a real break there where you've just described what happened and then you move forward into the beginning of these curses, right? Um, this is what she did to me. This is what she did to me. This is what she did to me. Here's what I want ha- to have happen to her, so that it it's enough to make Cornwall go, whoa, whoa. This is beyond just an explanation of what happened. You've you've launched into a whole new energy of cursing. Okay. And then, uh, then you nimble lightning. This <laughs> you nimble lightnings is even more so, so that Regan, once again, Regan, oh, you, uh, oh, the blessed gods is really a climax, and it has to top what Lear has just done. He goes, I want to curse her like that. Cornwall is, whoa. And he goes, yeah, I want to curse her like that, I want to curse her like that. And and Regan is, Jesus Christ, this is what you're going to do to me, right? So don't don't go under, don't go, oh, my God, this is terrifying. This is... This is what you're going to do to me, and this is why you have to be controlled. See what I mean? That's the way, to me, dramatically. Um, 
I mean, emotionally it's one thing, but dramatically we got a one, two, three thing here. The, the one is the second half of Tony's speech. The two is nimble lightnings and three is you. So that, um, Lear can be the one who then takes it down, you know, sort of downshifts into, no, Regan, you'll never have, oh, no, 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 I, no, 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 I didn't mean that, not to you. You're not going to have my curse. See, and then we get these, we get these dynamics that it's almost musical. Is anybody still listening to me? Yes. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Some of you are frozen, so I can't see anybody's head nodding, but it's almost musical, you know? Uh, Shaw said that his his play should be cast with a, a tenor, a baritone, uh, a soprano, and a mezzo. He wanted to hear those different voices. You know, he was an opera critic to begin with. And and there are uh, sort of musical and rhythmic things in plays, and I think this is one of them. So let's let's just do this section. Um, actually, let, let's. Let's go back to the beginning and go through, oh, the blessed gods, oh, you will wish me when the rash move is on. So that's about a page and a half. And do the whole thing from there? Yeah, let's do the whole thing from there since I've been talking so much about it. Just to. Um, I just, I don't hope it's okay. I say I, wasn't I supposed to say something after what trumpets that? Yeah, but you better get it in. (laughs) I just got you. That was. I will. I'll just keep talking when it's no matter who else is talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cut you off. Sorry. I, I, I won't. We won't go any further. We'll give Regan. We're going to get your big climax on your blessed God speech, and and we'll give Lear his next sentence. No, Regan, I shall never have my curse. Thy tender-hearted nature shall not grieve thee, or to harshness. And that'll be that far. That we don't need You're, to okay. You want to go that far? Okay. Only that far for now. Okay. Um, I forgot you've asked us to do at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it, it's a rapid, it's a, it's a rapidity. No, no, I got, I got you. Just, just move, move through quickly and, um, and, and just be more delighted to see Regan. Great. I'm going to go off and I'm going to mute myself. Give yourselves a second. Give it a couple of beats and then, and then start. I, I'm sorry. Where are we starting? Just from the top of this second scene. From the top, thank you. Very top of the scene. Good, good. Good morning to you both. Hail to your grace. I am glad to see your highness. Regan, I think you are. I know what reason I have to think so. If thou shouldst not be glad, I would divorce thee from thy mother's tomb, sepulchering an adulteress. Oh, are you free? Some other time for that. Beloved Regan, my sister's not. Oh, Regan, she, she hath tied sharp tooth on kindness. Like a vulture here, I, I can scarce breathe. I can scarce speak to thee, thou not believe without depraved equality. Oh, now let me go back. I'm sorry. That wasn't it. Yeah, let me ask you something. You see, there's that, Yeah, there's, I was trying to do what we were talking about, but then in the middle of it, he's got that, oh, are you free? Let me, let me try it again. Let me give it another shot. Okay. Yeah. Let, uh, just. Yeah. D- don't let it make you weep. Just 
Oh, the relief no. of it. The relief. Okay. Okay. Good morning to you both. Hail to your grace. I am glad to see your highness. Regan, I think you are. I know what reason I have to think so. If thou shouldst not be glad, I would divorce me from thy mother's tomb, sepulchring an adulteress. Oh, uh, are you free? Well, some other time for that. Beloved Regan, thy sister's not. Oh, Regan, she hath tied sharp tooth unkindness like a vulture here. I can scarce speak to thee. Thou'lt not believe with how depraved the quality. Oh, Regan. I pray you, sir, take patience. I have hope you less know how to value her desert than she to scant her duty. Good. Say, how is that? I cannot think my sister in the least would fail her obligation. If, sir, perchance she have... Restrain the riots of your followers. Tis on such ground and to such wholesome end as clears her from all blame. My curses on her. Oh, sir, you are old. Nature in you stands on the very verge of her confine. You should be ruled and led by some discretion that discerns your state better than you yourself. Therefore, I pray you that to our sister you do make return. Say you have wronged her. (laughs) Ask her forgiveness. Do you but mark how this becomes the house? Dear daughter, I confess I am old. Age is unnecessary. <laughs> On my knees I beg that you God save me, raiment, bed, and fool. Good sir, no more. These are unsightly tricks. Return you to my sister. Never, Regan. She hath abated me of half my train. Look black upon me, struck me with her tongue most serpent-like upon the very heart. Oh, all the stored vengeances of heaven fall on her ingrateful top. Strike her young bones, you taking airs, with lameness. Fie, sir, fie. You simple lightnings dart your blinding flames into her scornful eyes. Infect her beauty, you fen-sucked fogs, drawn by the powerful sun to fall and blister her. Oh, the blessed gods, so will you wish on me when the rash mood is on. No, Regan, thou shalt never have my curse. Thy tender-hefted nature shall not give thee or to harshness. Her eyes are fierce, but thine do comfort and not burn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how you guys felt, but I loved that. I loved it. I could, I could, you almost, you could see the changes in you. Um, and interestingly, uh, so at one point my video was frozen, so I was getting the radio version, 
but it, but it, I didn't I didn't need to actually see your faces. It was really terrific. Um, yeah, I don't know how you felt, and maybe we can uh, uh, get opinions from some of our watchers later. Uh, how, how do you feel, Tony? You were worried about going too far. I did not no, think no, that no, too no, far. I, I, I found a way in. No, no, that's not yeah, right. at all. That that laughter. You know, yeah. you, you sort of couldn't contain yourself at the idea of it, and then the 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 switches as she was talking to you. You know, now we're getting a real conversation as, yeah. as you are learning more about the condition. You know what what she's thinking, and Regan right. as as you are seeing more and more what he is like. Um, you know, everybody's sort of feeling their way along at first, and then it gets to uh, no, this is what I want, and then. The other character you are going, no, this is what I want. And that's terrific. That's, uh, I, I thought that was, I'm, I'm not going to do anymore. I'm not going to talk anymore, uh, except to say that was really splendid work. And, and, um, yeah. I hope Gideon will agree, uh, the, that, you know, one always wants to be looking for that in these, <clears throat> these plays, which are, you know, I'm as guilty as anyone. It's easy to get carried away by a kind of overall feeling or, uh, or, you know, Anger, which is it's always such a you know unuseful thing to think of, and for I think for actors. But um, uh, you were finding so many wonderful variations, and then I was I was hearing them. I mean, you may have been thinking them before, but I now I'm hearing them. Cool, uh, just yeah. terrific work. Yeah, the power is in the specificity of each line, each. Each exchange, and you got that. It was wonderful. And, and as I'm, as I'm the more uh, silent uh, part of that scene, you know, I'm just listening. And and I, you know, I'll share that by by really going much bigger, it actually made the scene much funnier. Um, there were a couple of points where I had to not laugh because I'm <laughs> because it's fun. It's funny what's happening, what's transpiring. But it's like, but I'm playing Cornwall, who doesn't find it funny. But it is, but it just brings out that humor because you have these giant contrasts be- between people. Right. Um, and, and of course that's not, you know, I know that's not what, you know, we as actors play is let's play the comedy, but that's just what creates, that's what creates the comedy. It right. makes it, makes it I more. Think one of the, one of the great things about that, the scenes is that, that that's true. And at the same time, we know underneath that this, Comedy is built on a terrible volcano of, of yeah. horror and tension and, and mm. the sarcasm is coming from two places at the same time. Mm. So we're, we're getting, and Tony, you just, you were doing this. It's really so good. You're, you're, you're getting the, the uh, kind of superficial fun, uh, of the sarcasm and the play acting. And at the same time, that's coming out of a very, very deep well of, um, avoided frustration and anguish because Lear, the whole first half of the play, Lear is in denial. He's just the, the incarnation of denial. And that's why the fool exists to keep kind of poking at him. And, and that denial is, is, uh, underneath the, or the, or on top of the horror that, that this betrayal of the daughters is making him feel. And so it's the disjunction between reality. This scene began with him saying no and, and Kent says yes. 
who put me in, who put you in the stocks, your son and daughter? And Lear says, no. And Kent says, yes. And Lear says, no. And Kent says, yes. And Lear says, no, they wouldn't. And Kent says, yes, they did. And Lear keeps going. So it's, it's this, <coughs> this giant of, um, of denial, of cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. that's coming out in these different ways. The cursing on the one hand and the, the sarcasm and the comedy on the other. And they're, they're both there together all the time. Anyway, I'm, uh, that's a long way of saying you got it and it, it was powerful. Uh, and, uh, Maggie, I, I want to add that you, uh, you too, uh, picked up the gauntlet and went big on, uh, on your climax there, which again gives us this wonderful break. It's like a graph that just falls off. You know, we go here and then we got a really, uh, downdraft there. You, it worked dramatically. It worked for you. And, um, uh, so, Way to go. Way to embrace it. And, and also, uh, you got that quality of being reasonable without being cruel. I think that comes in a little later, but uh, being reasonable, but without, um, I, uh, I, I can't think of better words, but that, without being pleady, without yeah. lowering yourself. I was, uh, I was so very good. Work. She's being rational. She's, this is just rational. She's being completely rational, and and it can be. Um, don't anyone take this wrong, but it can be a um, a, uh, a a snare um, for uh, women, for actresses in particular, to get pleady. And what Shakespeare does is give you all of these incredibly strong women who rarely enter that, um, who rarely use that tool. I'm not saying it's not a tool that can't be used. It's not. It doesn't want to be your default tool. Um, all these, all these wonderful, uh, strong characters. So always, always look for the the strength rather than, rather than appealing to someone's weakness. You know, they're all, they're all Rosalinds teaching men how to behave <laughs> very often. Um, but that that was terrific, and you know, uh, well done, uh, Gideon. Do you want to say any more about uh, women in Shakespeare? <laughs> Oh well, it's one of my pet peeves. Yeah, I I think um, what you're saying can be generalized more. That um, it's it's very tempting uh, to take one emotion and make it the guiding principle of a characterization of a whole uh, of a character in a whole play, um, and it it results in boring theater. So Shakespeare gives you unbelievably complex. Um, and specific strengths to play if you're paying attention, you know, to the words and the antitheses and all the things we've been talking about for a month. Um, and when you do that, the whole, the, the whole arc of the character comes alive as a really almost a living being, like as, as convincing a living being as any playwright has ever made for us on the stage. And it's because of that complexity and a specificity that Dakin Matthews was talking about in one of his recent talks. Um, and if you, if you bury that under a single emotion, whether it's pleading or whether it's adolescent anger or whether it's, um, nobody ever listens to me, I'm going to go eat worms or whatever that governing emotion is, it, it, 
it flattens out everything and, and uh, becomes relatively boring. And what we've been working on all this time is the opposite. We've been we've been pointing out the particulars and separating not only one character from another, but each moment of a character from the previous and, and the following. And when we do that, then it's, after all, it's called a drama. And there's, a, there's drama within the lines as well as between the characters. So when you find the drama in the lines, the drama between the characters or among the characters comes alive. Nathan, do you want to, uh, I, I think we have both made uh, our summaries. Yeah, we, uh, I, I feel like we, unless, unless the actors, unless, unless, uh, uh, Elizabeth or Maggie or Tony wants to say something, I've, I've sort of been hogging the, the air here, but, um, anybody got anything? I, I think something, um, I, I would like to just, what's been interesting to me in this play is, um, that when I'd seen it before, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I saw it when I was younger and yet I, um, was, uh, totally, um, um, feeling sorry for Lear. Look what these daughters are doing to him. They're so terrible, <laughs> you know, and what's been interesting is to watch this and to see, oh, there are plenty of times when he really does act like a person that they have a reason to believe you're old and things are going haywire a little bit, you know, and he didn't, I mean, even though they were being, uh, you know, they were covering up their real feelings, they weren't as loving, but he hasn't acted in a very respectful or loving older father kind of giving up his reign either. So some of what drawn out of them seems like there's, it's not, it's not okay, but it's a little bit more, it seemed to, it, I understand it better now. Great. <clears throat> it gets, I mean, they get so egregious very fast that it's like, well, <laughs> wait a minute. You have but, to remember that he began the play by doing something really absurd and yeah. self-destructive. Mm-hmm. And, and the best characters, namely Kent and Cordelia, saw it right away. This is a disaster. And the, the other two daughters tried to just smooth it over and take advantage of it. So the, 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 um, false vision of Lear is what starts the play. And so you're absolutely right to see that in him here. <clears throat> it's just that the reaction of the daughters throughout the rest of the play goes so far overboard that it becomes uh, yeah. worse, worse yeah. than what he's done. It's um in in the scene that we did, it's interesting because your instinct tells you to start in a small place and then build from there. And Goneril's two speeches, it's the cumulative effect of the fool making fun of her and all these guys. And so the first speech, not only so this your all licensed fool, but other of your it's almost like the ferocious speech, and then this admiration, sir, now I'm gonna be it's almost the reverse of what your instinct tells you to do. You know, it's it's the first yeah. the first speech is very aggressive, and then the second one is like, let's talk. Let's just talk about these nights, okay? And you're reacting um, to what he's yeah. doing and saying. So that you're each time he a different aspect of his nature comes out, which it does all over the place. 
you are reacting to each of those presentations of him. The sarcasm, the rage, yep. the, the, the questioning, the anger with himself, all those things require a different kind of reaction from the girls and the, the you know the, we're seeing these two scenes are like the tops of mountains but the valleys that we yes. climb to get there yes. you know so you know the, the that whole conversation that Goneril has with Oswald like don't treat them really badly treat them really badly when they come back tell them I'm not uh, I don't feel well I'm not. so it's like then this explosion happens yes. and you were seeing just the explosions so. yes and and the fool has said we're going to go from Goneril's to Regan's, but she's going to taste as like this as a crab does to a crab. So, <laughs> so we we are prepared for for these things that you're describing. Yes. Well, I will. Uh, I'll jump in. I, I think we filled in, uh, filled the evening uh, quite quite fully. So uh, thank you all uh, for all of your work over the month. I will ask uh, the actors and artists to just hang out, and, and we can uh, chat amongst ourselves just a little bit. Uh, but I want to thank, uh, again, all the attendees, uh, uh, for, um, for coming and, and I hope you enjoyed the evening. Uh, I, we did see a couple of comments, uh, come in. Uh, everyone was marvelous. Uh, uh, some, uh, given the time zones, people might be calling in from, they have to go put children off to bed, but they enjoyed the scene. So, um, uh, but yeah, thank you again for, uh, all of you attending. And, and as I mentioned, uh, we, uh, we do hope to continue doing them and maybe you'll, uh, be part, uh, of, uh, future workshops. So, with that, I will, uh, I'll put everybody, all the attendees in the waiting room and, uh, all of us can continue to, uh, uh, uh kind of have an, uh, a little bit of a cast party. I'll, I'll let the attendees know. So, you know, th this is an opportunity for the actors to kind of hang out as we close out our month. So again, uh, thank you all for attending. Hope you had a great evening. And, uh, that's it. Thank you. Uh, thank you all for uh, being here. Hey, it's Nathan here one more time. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to that uh, entire presentation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I love going back. I mean, every time I watch these, I'll learn something new. Uh, the work is just so fantastic and so deep. Uh, it, it's just wonderful. So I hope you really enjoyed that. Uh, and like I said, the plan is to roll out more of these. So please stay tuned to the podcast uh, or YouTube. Um, you know, I'll really, I'm really making an effort to, uh, you know, put more of this out there and not just, uh, hold on to it and wait for someday. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you're not on the email list, go to workingactorsjourney.com. Um, that is usually, uh, where you will find out first about things that are coming up. You know, where I first shared about, uh, Libby being part of the rehearsal room and anything else that's going on, I probably will be able to email about it first before I'm able to get it out on the podcast uh, or YouTube. Maybe social media, but email is, again, going to be your best bet. So workingactorsjourney.com. It's free to sign up. You can even get uh, a resource. It's called 10 Ways to Stop Worrying and Start Working. Uh, some of the uh, best advice from, I think, the first two seasons of the show uh, in a PDF. So you get that immediately when you uh, sign up. Uh, you get that free. And then you'll get ongoing notices of what we're doing. So that is it. Hope you're having a great rest of your day. Look forward to sharing more with you soon. And take care. I'm Nathan Agin, and enjoy the journey.